Hey, it's your Kali. What's up? Warning. 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 You are about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning, there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, what's up? We are Pop of the Radio here at Summer 2018 Exhibition at Yolo Kali 2801 Richway. So we're live, guys. And this event is going to go from 3 to 5 p.m. So you guys are welcome to come and join us. Today's show is going to be about, it's going to be Healing the Hood 2018 with My Body, My Story, and also a Planned Parenthood. And Melissa, can you tell us more about Healing the Hood? Yeah, Healing the Hood is um, is a collaborative effort where partners and community members host events in response to a, um, three highlighted issue topics regarding street violence, built environment, and domestic violence. Um, they have a mission to, uh, to heal and create peace in the neighborhood. The goals are to engage partners in a shared vision of for violence prevention efforts, create continuous positivity, and connections between local community members, organizations, and institutions. Yeah, and if you guys want to find out more about it, you guys could go to the table on our right, and there's a lot more uh, to it. You guys could also sign um, on the paper, and also if you guys want to share your stories later on, you guys could also are welcome to do that. And we are here. Our host for today is going to be... Um, Melissa, me. And Jennifer, me. Uh, we also have with us... Hey, it's Libby. Hi, I'm Sydney. Hi, I'm Nellie. Yeah, and we're going to be pretty much talking about uh, uh, Planned Parenthood, and uh, they're going to talk to us about my body, my story, in just a minute, so stay tuned. guys hello um we are again in the uh, summer 28 exhibition of yellow kali 2801 Richway. three to five come we're live and we're here with levy uh, as i mentioned we're gonna talk about my story my body and well we're gonna get into serious things right now so let's get into levy and tell us what's the organization about yeah, absolutely. Hey everyone, it's Libby. So Planned Parenthood is a sexual health care organization. We offer um, sexual health care and reproductive health care for all people, um, all genders, all identities at an affordable cost. So that includes birth control, emergency birth control, um, pregnancy testing and um, options and support, abortion care, general health care, STI testing treatment, um, gender affirming therapy, and just education. Um, so 
we, yeah, we, if you're 12 and older in Illinois, you can access our services confidentially um, at an affordable cost. Um, you can make an appointment online or by phone as well. So if you visit PPIL.org, you can find out more information. Libby, can you tell us like the importance of why like we need to know about this and like learn about our bodies as like women and young women? Yeah, absolutely. So basically, if you know information, know all of your options and have access to services, then you can make the decision that's best for yourself with your body. So that can be protecting yourself from a sexually transmitted infection, um, using birth control to prevent an unintended pregnancy, and basically being able to have control over your life and your body um, and get support that you need along that journey as well. Yeah, just to break the ice, like I want to talk more about like how talking about these things with your family is like a big taboo in some families. And like, how do you, how do we break this? Like in just like within like our parents or like older generations. Yeah, absolutely. Sydney, do you want to chime in for that one? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So um, my mom is like not really like other moms, I can say, because she's more, I don't I don't know, progressive, I guess. Um, she was, she had me when she was 17. So since I was younger, like she taught me about sexual education. She like tried to keep me informed. So when other people tell me that their parents are really strict and haven't even talked to them about sex yet and they're like 16, it kind of like, it really astounds me because I'm like, how do you not have this information? Like, and then it's when you get, the older you get, the harder it is to go to your parents because you just, it, it gets awkward. So I think just, parents need to be informed before their kids start asking them information so you know there's so many resources that parents can go to like the Planned Parenthood website or even like magazines like Teen Vogue they always have like columns and parents go there for advice so I think it's just about being more open to when kids come to you for advice and like being able to actually have a conversation with them and actually talk to them about these topics without making them feel ashamed about asking. Yeah, that's really, that's a good point. Uh, um, just to specify, like, what is exactly your min mission in Planned Parenthood and also because of um, my story and my body, like, yeah. your mission? Yeah, absolutely. So Planned Parenthood's mission is care no matter what. I mean, we really aim to provide sexual and reproductive health care for all people at an affordable cost. And we recently launched this brand new birth control campaign for teenagers throughout Illinois. It's called My Body, My Story. And we have a group of youth in Chicagoland. Um, Cindy and Nellie are a part of that youth advisory board who helped create this campaign to really just increase access and education to birth control and sexual health care for all teens throughout Illinois and then people beyond that as well to learn from. Um, so do y'all want to talk about, we have social media, education, outreach, and then story collecting. So Nelly, would you like to talk about social media? Yeah, so on our social media, we can find a lot of um, information about birth control and ways that you can access birth control at Planned Parenthood um, and other places as well. It's really important to get this information out there for us, especially as young people. It's really important to us to really hold each other accountable um, because people make the decision to have sex at whatever age they want, but if they're young people, they're still having sex and they still have 
um, the risk of getting pregnant or getting an STI, and so they deserve the protection just as much as um, people who are older, and so it's really important to us to make sure that everyone out there has access to and information about birth control. Yeah, you can find us on social media at My Body, My Story, PPIL. So we're on Facebook and Instagram and pretty soon YouTube. And we are have been collecting stories, so we want to invite you all to also share your stories. And this could be your opinions or experiences about birth control and sexual health or maybe sex education, uh, why you think this is important. We are starting this movement of people openly talking and learning about this in order to empower each other, spread knowledge, and smash stigmas. So we have this little story form. Um, it's on the side table. And you can, if you want to be anonymous, you can actually choose a little avatar character to represent you. So you would just circle that. Or if you want your photo attached, just um, send us some photos. And you can write your story on the back. Um, and we'll be sharing that if you want us to at the, in the middle of this session as well. Um, or you can DM us if you ever have any questions or share your story via social media. So now that you guys were mentioning uh, sexual education and all that um, and how to break the taboos in our families and um, well, we want to talk about sexual education. Can you guys tell us like more about it? Uh, yeah. So. Um, a lot of people have different experiences in their sexual education. Um, it can vary from school to school. I know my school had a very strictly um, health-based sexual education, so they talked about birth control, but it was very um, biological, um, not very... Um, the sex part was still pretty stigmatized in my experience, um, but everyone is different, and so that's why it's really important for us to get these resources for, out there so that people who might not have had the best or most in-depth sexual education at school or in at, at school or in their house, um, so that they can still have access to this information. Uh, do you guys want to add more on that about sexual education and how to like? Oh, I'm Natalie. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And my school is also very similar to Nellie's, where the sex ed was very biological and scientific, and felt it felt very stigmatized when talking about sex or um, any of those topics and so I completely agree that it's very important. Yeah totally. Um, I just graduated from high school so I think sex ed was such a long time ago for me um, which kind of you know that sucks that I had sex ed literally half of one school year my freshman year and really how much could you fit into just like a month or two of sexual, sexual education. There's so much out there that my school didn't cover or like my teachers um, didn't feel comfortable, you know, answering. There were, we had a box in the front of our classroom where we would put questions if we didn't feel comfortable asking them out loud. And I know like some of my best friends would put like questions about, you know, um, having sex as a, a person who is, you know, gay or a lesbian. Um, and our teachers never answered those questions. So it really sucks because Sex ed can be very, um, it can really be just for like cis cisgendered, like uh, heterosexual people, and they don't really include like uh, that kind of education for the LGBT com LGBT community, especially like in schools, which is so important because it really kind of says it kind of like tells students that oh your sexuality or like your um, like what you are you gonna do like the information that you need? We're not gonna talk about, and you can go look for it somewhere else. So it just it just really sucks um, in that way. But 
you know, it's good that they started us, I guess, at freshman year, but I wish that we had had a little bit more sex ed throughout the school year and throughout, you know, my time at school. Right, I think I agree with it, and I think most of us do agree with that because, like, my set set at class was like super short too, and sometimes it was always like it wasn't a female who would give it; like it would it it was male. So like you would be like, oh well, why not both of them, or like have two professors that talk about uh, sex ed, and also about what you were saying. Like I think that's like really good point to see like how they don't mention like lgbt uh, community members who are like who are um, want to be or are sexually active Mm -hmm. so question for you guys would be like how i don't know just how did you guys talk with your parents like did you only have sexual education with with the school that's how you guys like learned about sex ed or did you guys actually sit down with your parents and talk about this and how so um my experience is a little unique my mom is actually a sex ed teacher um and so for me we are very very open with each other um when i made the decision to go on birth control we talked about it she came with me and that's a fantastic support system to have which is great and I acknowledge that, but I also acknowledge like a lot of people don't have that support system, um, which is not so great for everyone, but it's really important for us um, to make clear to everyone else that if you don't have that support system at home um, and you don't feel safe or respected being open with your parents, that there are always other places you can go to get information and to have a support system. Um, like Planned Parenthood, we're from Planned Parenthood, so obviously that's a, a huge plus for them. But um, if you have a teacher at school you can talk to, um, a friend's parent or just a friend, um, it's really important to have that support system and have someone that you can be open with. And if it's not your parent, that might suck for you. Um, but it really is still important to find someone that you can always talk to and trust. Yeah, my experience was a little different because my parents never brought it up, and so I had to ask myself, which was like kind of awkward at first, but I'd say like to anyone, if that's your situation, like I'd totally ask them because... In my experience, um, like my parents were very open and um, it's just great to start that open line of communication. And if they're not open, there's so many resources. Um, yeah, and I also talked to my older sister about it. So if you have older siblings, they're great to talk to you too. Yeah, so before I got involved with like Planned Parenthood, a lot of my information would come from my mom. Like I said earlier, she's really open about talking about things like this. Um, but if I went to my grandparents, I'd be like, um, no, like <laughs> conversation done. <laughs> like, um, But my mom literally, she had the talk, you know, quote unquote, the talk with me when we were like walking on our way to Target when I was like in fourth grade. You know, she's, she doesn't care. She's really open. Like she really wants me to be free uh, to ask her any questions I have, which I really appreciated. Um, but yeah, most of my information came from her. Like she would, um, you know, talk to me about things, answer my questions. She wouldn't really judge me. You know, she's always taught me that I can, if anybody, I could come to her. So that's, that she was my support system and always is, but it's really great to have that um, relationship, you know. And what would you guys tell a person who like, I don't know, I'm just thinking this because I it sounds like you said it's awkward and it's like embarrassing, mm-hmm. like how do you like, I don't know, what would you tell to those people that are like, oh, I don't want to talk because it's awkward and it's weird and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, just like 
they don't feel comfortable talking about the sex education. Yeah, for sure. A ton of people feel super awkward talking about sex. Um, I would say the best way to go about that in conversation is to really just address it. Like, you can open up with, yeah, sorry, I know this is awkward and it's hard for me to talk about, but it's an important thing for everyone to acknowledge because, I mean, if you make the decision to not have sex ever in your life, that's one thing, but a lot, a lot of people make the decision to have sex and, like, they just do, and it's just something that happens. And so it's super important to, at some point, just swallow that awkwardness and say, you know what, this is kind of weird for me, but I need this information, mm -hmm. and I need a support system, and then just really acknowledge that, but still ask for help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, totally everything that Nellie said. Also just, you know, I've met a lot of people that are like that, um, and I would try to, like, you know, help them out and be like, okay, it's fine. Like, you can trust me. You know, I'm not going to judge you. It's just kind of reassuring them that you're not there to judge their decisions, um, whether or not they're sexually active. Um, and also, if they don't feel free talking to you about everything or, you know, that much, just be like, okay, well, here are a few websites, you know, um, go to the Planned Parenthood website, you know, like, there, there's so many resources out there that you can refer them to, just in case, you know, they don't feel comfortable talking to you about everything. It just, yeah, that's what's helped me before, because I've had, like, people at my school that'll be like, okay, like, I need this information, but I don't really want to talk about it right now, and just referring them to a few other, you know, things really helps them. Yeah, I totally agree, and any awkwardness at first or even like the whole anytime you talk about it it's really worth it to get that information or birth control or whatever you're looking for um, and even and I think that you know some people might find that awkwardness too much and that's fine too if you have another relative you feel closer with that's totally fine you can talk to them instead yeah I think that was really a good uh, talk about sex education and we're now gonna go on a break guys so stay tuned with us because we're gonna talk more about uh, sex education and more birth control and way more uh, awesome things that you guys should know In a world where pizza eats no more. What? There's no pizza? Oh my goodness. Will people be able to survive? We're all gonna freaking die, man. Can you guys be quiet? I'm trying to wish La Rosa de Guadalupe. There's no pizza. Why aren't you panicking? <gasps> There's no more pizza. We're screwed. No. The pizza is gone. Hey, that's the last slice. Give me that. Hey, back up! Well there, chill guys. Jesus Christ. Wait. What about tacos? Oh yeah. The end of the pizza. Rated R. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can I do it again? We are Yolo Cali, and you are listening to Lumpin Radio, 105.5 FM, WLPN. Woo. <laughs> Hi guys, remember, 
You are listening to this pop-up youth radio here in Yolo Cali Arts Reach. Um, we are going to be doing this until 5 o'clock. I really hope you enjoyed us so far. Um, right now, we're going to go into talking about sex with your family. Yeah, don't worry. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And um, also, if you want to share any stories about that, we have a table on the on your left. Um, feel free. You don't really have to put your name, anything you really want to. Yeah. But um, we're actually going to read a few right now, so do you want to read one? Uh, yes, actually, um, we, I had a story from the audience, and it says, when I couldn't voice the word no, me and the person I was fooling with didn't understand why I didn't want to fool around anymore. And I want to know how to voice consent. Um, okay, so whoever wrote this, like, thank you for sharing, because we know that topics like this could be really sensitive. But um, what do you all think? before we answer. Could I read it, actually? Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thanks. Um, well, while you're reading it, okay, um, wow, like, again, like, thank you for just, like, having that courage to be able to just, like, take your time out and read that. Um, I mean, if you want our advice, personally, what I would say is just, like, make sure that the person that you're, that you're fooling around with or getting physical with um, that you're comfortable with them, number one, that you're comfortable enough to say no. And if you're not, then yeah. do you guys have something yeah, to say? I mean, really, you just, you shouldn't feel afraid yeah. to say no or to, you know, to stop anything with them. And they should respect that. Mm -hmm. um, and if they're not, then they're really, you just need to, you know, drop them. I would say drop <laughs> them. But, like, yeah. they really should know, you know, that anything... That means like no is no, um, but you don't have to exactly be saying no for them to understand that you don't want to do something, you know. So yeah. you don't have to always have to be like no. You'd be like I'm not comfortable with this, and if they don't respect that, you know. Yeah, at um, my school, um, we have a campaign that's only yes means yes. Mm -hmm. um, that you can have physical cues um, and a lot of other um, verbal things that you can say that mm -hmm. to illustrate that you don't feel comfortable with something yeah. other than saying no like I don't want to do anything with you because there's a long there's like a blurred line like really between mm -hmm. um, doing nothing and having sex and there's a lot of stuff that you can do in the middle and everything that you do should be a conversation and it doesn't have to be uh, stop what you're doing and yeah. let's discuss exactly everything that we're about to do but it can be um, you can you and your partner can come up with verbal cues and nonverbal cues that indicate what you're comfortable with doing Okay. Um, do you want to read another one? Yeah, so this is another story. When I, was, when I first started using birth control, I was really scared of all the side effects and the smell of, and the small fear of getting pregnant. getting pregnant if I didn't take it or forget it. Uh, I have since changed birth control to feel more at ease. What are your thoughts about this? Yeah, thank you for sharing again. Um, but that's one thing that we like to say a lot um, is birth control is a journey. Um, some people choose their first method and they absolutely love it. Some people choose their first method and need to change it. And um, I think the hardest thing about that is really admitting to yourself or your family or your doctor, hey, this totally isn't working for me. We need to get this switched. Mm -hmm. um, 
And that's like a whole nother thing that you have to <laughs> go into doing, but it's all worth it. Um, changing your birth control if something's not working is definitely worth it. Get what you love. I mean, you deserve that much. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so kudos to this person for knowing what they needed and switching. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we dive deeper in, I just have a question for you guys, which is, um, how do you think that talking to like people at your school, because I know that you, you guys talked about sex ed before this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, um, how do you think that talking to teachers or people at school um, compares with like talking to your parents about it? Do you think like it's a kind of similar or different? With friends, like overall with me with friends it's so much Wait, did easier. i say friends i meant just like family <laughs> <laughs> it's okay no, no no you said like people at school so like people okay, at school yeah, would yeah. be like my friends or whatever mm -hmm. but um compared to like my family it's you know it's more comfortable i guess because you know we're able to talk more openly about it and yeah. like our experiences and stuff and with family there is always even like no matter how open my mom is about everything like i'm not going to tell her everything mm -hmm. about my life you know um so there's that, like that more openness with friends, but with teachers, it can be a little, it can it, it can depend on the teacher. You know, with my sex ed teacher, they weren't very open about talking about, you know, different topics. You know, they would avoid talking about things that made them uncomfortable, yeah. which then, you know, made it difficult for people in our class to get the information they needed about, mm -hmm. you know, being sexually active, you know, as, you know, like I said earlier, as someone who's gay or um, a lesbian. So it was really difficult back then um but you know my family has been you know my mom specifically again like she's been more open um mm -hmm. talking to like cousins and stuff is can be great because i'm able to take the information that i've learned and you know help them and pass it on and that can be similar similar with talking to my friends yeah um so what advice would you give to like parents that want to have like that close enough relationship to their children i think it's like being comfortable about talking talking about these topics yourself you know and being informed about what there you know what there is to teach your children uh, if you don't have an answer don't just brush it off look yeah. it up you know do your own research because you know we shouldn't at a younger age is at 12 and 13 we're not always going to be doing you know some really great research on our own so we, re we really rely on our parents to help us and to help do that so I think that parents just need to be a little bit more open-minded when the, your children come to you with these questions. Mm -hmm. And don't, you know, again, don't brush it off. Don't shame them because they, they can be asking you as someone who's not being sexually active and who's just really curious about, you know, what to do when that time comes. Um, and, you know, again, I'm going to talk about, like, you know, the Planned Parenthood website, but they're also, you know, be comfortable about not only just, like, sexual, um, sexual reproductive health, but also about other topics you know when you start opening up about other things then it'll be a little bit more easier for you to talk to your kid and also um just to elaborate on something sydney touched mm -hmm. on just because your kid is asking you questions doesn't mean they're regularly hooking up with right. someone in yeah. like the back of your car like mm -hmm. some people are just curious some people have questions about the future and also some people might be looking into going on birth control mm -hmm. not to protect themselves against pregnancy because that's one thing that a lot of people might not know is that people can go on birth control to control their acne or to lighten their periods and if you have if your child has questions about that then um, like refusing them or not being open with them because you assume that that means that they're currently having sex is I think a little closed-minded yeah, I think very. the importance of being open-minded extends to realizing that 
some people are just curious and especially teenagers Mm -hmm. who don't have this experience yet yeah definitely and um just like a telling my story kind Mm of I'm not gonna go write it but yeah um I remember when I was about 12 or something like my doctor actually like came and like talked to me about like maybe like getting on birth control like as an option to like lighten my period because like it was like really heavy to the point where like I needed to go to the emergency room and everything and I remember like talking to my mom about it later and she was like so against the idea and I was like and I feel like sometimes not trying to bash parents parents are amazing (laughs) but like I feel like sometimes um like they're what they think is gonna happen is actually not gonna happen and like some of their fears like may even be irrational. I don't know, because just because someone is on birth control doesn't mean that they're gonna just gonna go start having like sex like every day. Right. And like there's just like so many things where you just I don't know, you just take it slowly and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I also agree with that, like growing up and also like my parents aren't that open to the thought of it. And like yeah, that happened with, like, the same situation with Zippy. Like, I've had that same situation, and they're really against the thought of that. And it's something, like, your organization, what it's doing, like, Planned Parenthood, I like it because it's um, opening, a, like, an ongoing stigma that's been going for years. Like, it's really making people become more open-minded in the situation, more educated, and, like, improving, how would you say, society? Yeah. Um, and this is a question, another question. Um, I know that like Planned Parenthood, it's more, it's more for like the individual that's going through those issues. But um, what would you say like the relationship Planned Parenthood has for like young people's parents? Oh, actually, I have um, experience with this when I personally, this is part of my own story. When I first went to Planned Parenthood, I went with my mom mm-hmm. because. She was a fantastic support system with me, and um, we wanted to make a decision about what I was going on together. And um, when they first called me into the room at the clinic, I was like, oh, my mom and I are going to talk about this decision together. And they said, okay, but this first part of your visit is going to be confidential, so she has to wait out here. And that's the part where they asked me about my sexual history and all this stuff Mm -hmm. that they acknowledge might not be what you want to talk to your mom about. Um, And then while I was alone with a doctor who I trusted, then they asked me confidentially, do you really want your mom to be in here with you? Do you want this to be confidential? And so they're very, very respectful of your wishes as a child. And um, in part of that confidential meeting with your doctor or your nurse practitioner or whoever you're meeting with, they do ask you questions like, are you safe at home? Is there any abusive relationship Mm -hmm. that could be... um, like hindering your decision. Um, They're very, very open and they can be a support system in and of themselves. And so as soon as you walk in, it's all up to you, no matter how old you are. If you want to include your parent in your journey, that's absolutely fine. But if you don't, they're also there for you. Yeah, that's actually really great. I'm impressed with that (laughs) answer. (laughs) Yeah. They have stories now? Oh, oh yeah, you guys do have stories, right? Yeah, we have a couple of, like, quotes and stuff from stories that we've collected from people that have, like, um, submitted their stories to our campaign. Um, We can read some off. While we're on the topic of talking with your family about birth control, we have a few of those. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Cool. So here's one. Uh, It says... Don't dance around the issue, adults. Young people want the facts, not fear-mongering or beating around the bush. 
sexual health is something that affects us all. Don't be afraid to talk about it. So that's just something someone shared with yeah. us. And I think that's an important thing to address that sometimes adults might be the ones with the fears. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they don't want to admit something to their kids or mm-hmm. whatever. They don't want to be embarrassed about it. But that's important. Like your kids have fear about this too. Mm-hmm. So really just um, be open about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. if they can face their fear and come talk to you about this, then you can face yours and actually <laughs> provide them with the resources that they need mm-hmm. to make the best decisions for themselves. And also I feel like parents that may be like overprotective and like may not touch on the issue Mm -hmm. like it can actually like harm their children because like you're not talking about it you're not informing them about it so when like they get like a little glimpse of this like I don't know what might they might not be able to handle it the same way because you've never talked to them about it and especially since like school may not handle it like as directly as we would like yeah like a lot of kids like are like misinformed or like don't have enough knowledge on this. Yeah, for sure. It's um, really important. <laughs> I also wanted to add what Zippy said. Um, yeah, I, my experience with sex ed in school, like, I feel like it's they, they're trying to scare you. Or, like, they create, like, oh, if you have sex, you're going to die, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Like, that scene from Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah, <how> <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like that happens. And I don't necessarily feel like you're going to die or something. But creating that stigma, like, becoming more informed about, like, issues like this really does improve someone and like informs people right yeah Yeah, like using scare tactics like you know in um sex ed like they would show images of like what gonorrhea would look like and stuff like that like that's really not gonna stop anybody from having sex you're just you're just trying to scare them a little bit more but they're really not gonna stop and you should just be giving them the information they need to avoid that instead of trying to be like don't don't have sex this is gonna happen to you you know Mm -hmm. Um, do you want to read another story? Yeah, definitely. Do you want to pick one this time? Oh, I like this one. This one says, don't push your opinions and perspectives on your kids. Allow them to ask questions freely and talk about their journey. And if you're uncomfortable, instead of avoiding the conversation, help them to find answers elsewhere. Definitely. So, again, like I said earlier, like, if they're facing their fears, you should face yours, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And especially the don't push your opinions and perspectives mm-hmm. on your kids they're living and growing up in a world that's very different from where your parents grew up, no mm-hmm. matter how old or young your parents are. Mm-hmm. Times change, social media changes. Yeah. And so to just address that and say, like, when I was a kid, this happened, but, <laughs> whoa, now it's really different. No, like, yeah, that's exactly. And I feel like for every person, you should handle, like, every situation differently yeah. because, like, every person is differently. Everyone matures differently. Mm-hmm. Like, so you can't handle two people that are so different, like, the same way. And, like, exactly. that's so important to know. Uh, do you have another story yeah. quote? Do you want to pick one? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, don't teach your kids to be ashamed. Uh, don't teach your kids to be ashamed, especially don't teach double standards regarding gender, for example, praising boys for having sex and shaming girls for having sex. I, like, totally agree. And double standards are just so prominent especially in sex ed and Mm -hmm. I feel like you know it does nobody good to treat people differently for Mm -hmm. the same thing Um, so yeah yeah for sure and also hearing um, double standards from social media and maybe from school every once in a while I think is very different than hearing it from your own parents Mm -hmm. Mm because a lot of times 
at least for me personally, but I think this is something that could be a little more universal. Um, hearing something from your parents a lot of times carries a lot more weight than hearing it from someone yeah. that you're not as close to. And so hearing double standards or um, instances of parents um, shaming girls a lot more for having sex than boys is is a lot more harmful than other people doing it or than just seeing it on social media. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really important thing to address. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that that also ties back to what you were saying about um, times changing and everything because I know some parents that aren't as open-minded as others like they can be referring to things that happened like in their time or when they were growing up and just like especially since of course like double standards was like was a lot stronger than it is today mm -hmm. like just like you said like hearing it from your own parents can have a lot more weight than like hearing definitely. it from a teacher or someone that you're not really like that close to mm -hmm. yeah definitely so, um, do you think that, I feel like we should read one more story from like someone right. out in the crowd. Yeah, you wanna read it? Sure, okay. Growing up, there is no sex ed at home, only at school with friends. I think it's important to be open with traditional parents and encourage them to have discussions on sexual health in order to inform younger siblings slash family members about not only sexual health, but also self-care. So, what is it, sexual harassment or self-esteem? Wow, that's right on topic. <laughs> yeah, it actually is. I didn't even read it before. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what we're, we're just saying. Yeah, like, honestly, um, well, this is pretty easy for me who doesn't have very traditional parents to say, but mm -hmm. to really just encourage them to just try to step out of your comfort zone because, trust me, it's out of your kid's comfort zone to be asking you questions about sex mm -hmm. in the first place. Um, so you should really acknowledge that and maybe be a little willing to step out of your own comfort zone yeah. in trying to answer those questions. Yeah. And, and again, sorry. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. This we only have one card left. It's looking kind of lonely. Uh, so yeah. please feel free to just go over whether it's like a question or something that happened or a little quote or story mm -hmm. like we've been reading. Just anything that you think relates back to this topic at least a little bit. Yeah. Please like feel free to share it. We'll like really appreciate it. We strongly encourage you guys to ask questions and tell about your stories right now because more like a safe environment because it's your body your, your story, story also. <laughs> yeah come on uh, another story is my this person's hand I, I can't read this person's <laughs> handwriting <laughs> okay we're gonna try to find out if someone else can read it says my something and I work oh, that's for their name Oh. I think they forgot my name is. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so <laughs> this person said they they work for an organization called Options for Youth. Before they lost funding, they had a program called Peer Advo Advocates for Health. The whole idea is that young people and teens don't really get sexual education from adults, but from their peers. So we would arm their peers with the proper information to help their friends partnered with PP. Well, Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Okay, awesome. so so this person worked in an organization, but they don't get funded anymore. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay, and they worked with Planned Parenthood. Yeah. So it says before they lost funding, they had a program called Peer Advocates. So yeah. Yeah, arming peers so that they would have the education. I mean, information. Yeah. They need to help others. That's that's awesome. nice to hear. And that's mm -hmm. super important too, because working on this campaign especially, which was created by us young people for other people ages 13 to 18. Um, 
even since beginning this, like people at school on my sports teams, not like they'll come just be in regular conversation bring up something about birth control and I hear mm -hmm. so many things that are just wrong and it's not me being trying to be a know-it-all or anything it's me just sitting here and saying I know for a fact that birth control doesn't do this or this method doesn't do this or it yeah. can do this and and it's just arming other people with that information that has a reliable source behind it telling you that you can trust this information is really important to hear mm -hmm. from other mm -hmm. people yeah that's actually really nice and like again I just want to say that um it's just so important to be like informed about this and mm -hmm. being informed doesn't mean that you're gonna go and be sexually active mm -hmm. it just means that you know and you're informed when you want to yeah. Yeah, and then you can answer questions of your friends, you know, yeah. come to you so you can exactly. be that person, uh, a reliable person to come to, and, you know, your friends will be, will feel comfortable talking to you about these things. Yeah, um, definitely. So um, I didn't even ask you two, like, how was your relationship with, like, your parents and talking about sex? Oh, I answered a little bit about this, mm -hmm. but with my mom, it's always been really just ask away. Um, yeah. But it's mostly with her that that's how it is. Like, my dad... Yeah, we never had the talk. Mm -hmm. Like, he never, ever talked to me yeah. about it. Um, I was just I'm thinking about it right now. I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, um, I don't live with him, though. So, yeah. <laughs> um, And my grandparents, you know, they're really, they don't really want to talk about it as much. They're not very open as my mom is. Um, and I guess she's like that because, you know, she had me when she was very young. Mm -hmm. So she was like, I can't be like my parents. I can't, you know, withhold this information from my children. Yeah. You know, I need to power, empower them and make sure mm -hmm. that they know uh, what they, you know, about their bodies and like the information they need to make the best choices for themselves, which is really cool. Yeah, and my mom's also been pretty open with me, but um, it is a little bit different though because she's like a little bit older, so like kind of opposite, but mm -hmm. um, she really tries to stay informed and keep up to date with all the like information. And if she doesn't know something, she'll tell me so that I can look it up or ask someone else, so. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there's just a really open line of communication there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, what about you, Alyssa? Um, uh, from a scale, like, I would say my parents are, like, neutral about it. Like, they only talk about it at a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And, like, kind of creates, like, this awkwardness that I'm, like, I don't even want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. basically my experience. Yeah, I feel you. But, um, so what age, like, did your parents start talking to you about this? Whatever age I was at f in fourth grade, <laughs> like nine, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. my first experience was in fifth grade, yeah. I think. And it was, it wasn't a lot of, like, here's what sex is, but right. it was a lot of, um, it started with a lot of, like, health stuff, mm -hmm. kind of. It started with some period stuff, being a young woman. Yeah. My mom yeah, was definitely. like, here's what could happen pretty soon or could happen later in your life. Talks about my period with me. Mm -hmm. And then later into like eighth grade, it became a lot more about sex and the opportunity or um, like safety and decisions around having sex and having a partner. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember, well, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, finish. No, I remember when my mom was teaching me, she asked me what I knew already mm -hmm. because she knew that like she couldn't shield me from all of this, you yeah. know, especially with yeah, going yeah. to school. Like uh -huh. there was just no way 
that I'm not gonna know about something, you know? So it was really strutted with her trying to Mm -hmm. get what I knew and then building off of that. And I feel like that brings up like such a good point where like as much as you would try to shield your child from like certain things, Mm Things happen at school. <laughs> things happen when you're not with them. You're not with right. your child 24-7. <laughs> so, like, even if you're trying to shield them, like, there is no point. So you may as yeah. well be able to be one step ahead and share with your child, like, what's actually out there mm-hmm. before they're influenced by something that may not be true or may have, like, clouded judgment or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Shout out to like one of my favorite people at YOLO. They just gave us another card. And I think this is gonna be like the last one that we're gonna be able to read, at least while I'm hosting with you guys. But yeah, let's just read it. Uh, this is a question, should sex ed include how to value yourself? A lot of young ladies are left with a lot of self-esteem issues after sh- shaving their bodies with their wrong partner. Sharing, I'm sorry. Can sex ed possibly teach or include something to avoid this? Yeah, well, um, that's a really good question. And I think that, like, of course, and I feel like self-esteem and, like, just, like, how much you value yourself, um, you should, like, work on that. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, personally, you should work on that Mm -hmm. and be able to be comfortable with yourself and confident with yourself before you decide to, like, share your body with, like, your partner. And I I don't think it's just limited to, you know, girls. I think it's just everybody, you know, just feeling comfortable with yourself because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so many... No stereotypes and like um, the images that men you know have to be masculine all the time and that's not how you know you guys shouldn't be hiding your feelings from you know people because that's yeah. how my best friend was for a really long time and it really kind of it hurt him you know he told me himself he was like yeah I used to keep things to myself because I just mm-hmm. learned from a young age that sharing your feelings was not something yeah. that men did and he would you know he would tell me that he was you know ashamed of showing his body and you know it just really opened up to me the fact that girls are not the only people that go through this it's everybody really um so yeah just teaching i think sex ed should definitely kind of teach about you know body image maybe and just kind of being comfortable in your own skin and loving yourself before you can try to share that with others yeah that's so true and that's definitely definitely i agree with that and i think specifically for girls um it's important to um, talk about not just specific body types mm-hmm. and not just specific body types are good and specific body types are bad and really say that like acknowledge that every single person is different um, in sex ed especially in sex ed that's important because every single person's sexual experience will be different mm-hmm. and no one's is the same so this is the perfect spot and time for people especially teachers to acknowledge like we can give you the basics but your experience is going to be your own mm-hmm. and that has a lot of bearing on your body your body is yeah. your own uh, your story is your own hence that campaign yeah. and your sexual experience will be your own so it's a perfect tie-in really to acknowledge the uniqueness of every single person Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and um we're actually going to take a short break sadly i'm not going to be here after this but you guys can catch me at at what time at 4 30 (laughs) yep be back just for me but yeah so next we're actually going to be able to invite the audience to just That's come uh, over you know they and say we'll a talk woman's about place is in the home and, uh, stories. I suppose but definitely as long as she's in the home she might as well be in the kitchen i 
wish I wouldn't have to live in the 1950s. What if I lived in the 70s? stage of my life in my 70s I'm more eager for new adventure and in my my mantra to myself is say yes do it do it you know in other words and I never regret anything I've done I've, I only regret things I haven't done or the 90s that echoes forth from this conference, let it be that human rights are women's rights and women's rights are human rights once and for all. And among those rights are the right to speak freely and the right to be heard. Maybe even 2016. Baby, this is what you came for. Lightning strikes every time she moves. I'm so glad to have the opportunity to create this makeup brand. Thank you all so much. That could really happen. Every day it 
Words are getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. Hey, hey, hey. Hey guys. So, welcome to the Yolo Kali Summer Exhibition 2018. Um, we are Pop Off Youth Radio. I barely got here. It's hot outside. Um, so we asked the audience if they wanted to share any of their stories. Um, we actually have a person who's willing to do this. Yay! Uh, should I introduce myself? Yeah. yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Alondra. Um, I'm actually uh, one of the students here at Yolo Kali. I've been here for about six years now, and I'm here to share my story with you guys today. Tell your story, girl. <laughs> What's your story? Um, well, I guess I just wanted to talk a little bit about, like, like the whole, like, like being able to talk to your parents when it comes down to, like, like your sexual life and um, when it comes down to talking about birth control and just the act of sex itself. It's a very uncomfortable topic to talk about. I definitely know that from lots of experience. Um, so when I was first, like, starting to get sexually active, and when I wanted to talk to my parents about it, it was kind of like, like, like bad, like just talking about it because they're like, oh, you're too young. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know yeah. what you're doing. And it was always just like a whole like back and forth with that. And when I would ask why or when I would ask why it was bad, it was just like, you just don't know. You're too young. Like you, yeah. you just don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I feel and, that. And I... It always made me feel bad, right? Because yeah. I always thought that I was the one doing something wrong mm -hmm. when it was just my parents just not wanting to talk about it. So, like, Definitely, yeah. half of the time I wouldn't even tell them anymore, like, about just me, like, having sex. I would had to go to, like, the school clinic by myself and talk to, like, the doctor by myself because mm -hmm. my parents didn't want to talk to me. So I had to talk to the doctor about birth control, about like having sex protectively and like like side effects to birth control and like what I could do to prevent getting pregnant right because that was a big fear of mine that was yeah. a huge fear of mine and I'm pretty sure that's still a fear to people nowadays even if they know what they're doing Definitely. so it was always hard just dealing with that on my own because there was no support from my parents yeah I totally agree with that because I feel like sex and like parents don't really mix because they're like oh like my little my little baby my little angel you know i guess they're like very protective right like when it comes to those types of things they kind of shut down on us and that's when we kind of have to go out on ourselves and like figure things out but some kids like i was in health and a lot of like young girls and boys didn't know any like they knew about like the basics, right? Condoms and stuff like that. And everybody thought that birth control was just like, oh, just so you don't get, you can like go run and go and not get pregnant, you know? Sorry, y'all eating, but my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but in actuality, like birth control is also to like regulate periods and it helps like yeah. a woman, right? It's for our purposes. And if it doesn't go in you, that's not your problem. No offense, men, but like. <laughs> no offense exactly exactly and that's another thing too with just with sex ed in school it 
doesn't help either because you always feel like it's just a one-sided thing or that they're only especially yeah. if it's a male teacher exactly. no offense no offense <laughs> to the male teacher no male it's teachers, not it's not even like y'all probably um studied really hard to be a health teacher or whatever but like when it comes <laughs> to like girls and periods and like you know sex and like the woman like reproductive system repro- yeah. no i was gonna say like the whole structure like the bones <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, i don't know that's how you know health didn't teach me anything right exactly. <laughs> exactly. but you know they don't really go in depth in it you get me yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah exactly and that's like i said like that's another thing with the the whole sex ed thing it was always just like i've always had male teachers mm-hmm. trying to teach me about sex and i'm like what are you gonna tell me you don't, <laughs> you don't have my same body parts you don't know what's going mm-hmm. on with me physically and emotionally and like i said it was always like a one-sided thing it was always directed only towards guys because he's like yeah, he's always referring he's like guys guys i'm like what about us what about <laughs> girls you're also in your classroom like, there's a lot of things that i had to find out for myself and when i found them out i was like what I didn't know that. Like, exactly. oh, what's one that really shocked me? Oh, I feel bad because y'all eating. <laughs> but y'all, yeah. So um, one thing that really shocked me that I didn't learn in health was when, you know, when you have, like, sexual, like, you know, relationships, the clitoris, right? What shocked me is that I didn't know it got, like, I'm going to butcher this word. What is it? <laughs> just say it just aroused say it. aroused thank you i don't want to say it wrong but like i didn't know that happened and it lasts four days <laughs> because i heard now i heard i read right i read okay this is just putting me on the spot but like you know i didn't know that oh am i too loud i didn't know that like they didn't teach me that in health yeah so what are you guys like opinions on that and, like um, discussion basically <laughs> yeah well i think that's an important thing to address is that a lot of the times health classes like kind of we touched on earlier can be very like biological but they can also be very oriented towards men and a lot of like if men do this to you if something's happening to you and it's it has to be geared towards women in order to make a difference in their lives because so many people brush off their health class. I know I did, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Um, but like, if it's geared towards you and designed to help you, then you're gonna pay more attention. Mm-hmm. And if it's just mm-hmm. a really generic, like, here's what a penis is, like, that's not interesting to us. That doesn't matter particularly. I had a to test us. on that. I yeah, was exactly. like, girl, I don't need to know this. <laughs> like, excuse you. I think it's like the worst one I failed. <laughs> Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely, yeah. These two know. They were our PE leaders. They know exactly what we're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, it was horrible. I did not understand anything. I just felt like, when is somebody going to ask me what this part of the penis is? <laughs> when is anybody going to ask me that? Like, yo, you know, guess what's the name of this part? And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> No, and, and, like, sex ed was so bad for me was that I didn't even know anything about my parts. That's yes. how bad it was for me. Oh, yeah, when they made us, like, name the vagina or something. Oh, my I God. Like, 
I was so confused. He barely touched on that. I feel so bad we're putting him on the spot. <laughs> Not saying his name. But when he to- like was teaching uh, us all of this, I was like, I didn't, I didn't understand anything. I swear, that was like the number one test that I failed. I don't remember if I failed or not. Probably did. And I didn't learn anything. I came out like, there's things that I still don't know. Exactly. And it's like. And also one thing that um, we have a few stories um, from our campaign that were given to us. Um, one that we see here is saying that like there's not a ton of, relation- of relationship information, healthy relationship information. Um, or a, and this particular person said it's very STI focused, um, but the relationship part and the healthy relationship part goes so much further than teaching like consent even, um, because you can have consensual sex and mm-hmm. be in an unhealthy relationship. Mm-hmm. And so like that's another thing in sex ed. It's not just about the act of physically having sex, it's about everything that leads up to it. So your partner mm-hmm. and the decisions you make with your partner and the communication and then the physical thing and your protection, like there's so much that goes into that decision. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important for sex ed to go into all of that um, mm-hmm. and to acknowledge that people who have sex might not be in a relationship and that's okay and that people who are having sex might be in a relationship and then they should be able to evaluate that relationship based on what they learn from that Mm -hmm. class i do remember in health we did um and just in general like the teachers like the youth guidance counselors for like bam and like you know for i believe it was plan no, it wasn't for WOW. Okay. It was for... Well, it's an yeah, organization. Yeah, yeah, you know, programs in, within the school that pulled, like, men aside and were just, like... They were giving them, like, a whole lecture oh, yeah, about on, like... Consent. About consent and when it's okay and, like, how important it is. And I, I am very glad that they touched on that very heavily mm-hmm. because I feel like it's something that really does need to be, like, addressed because consent is very important. important. yeah. But I also feel that also women should get touched on the subject, not yeah. when, when it's okay to say yes, but to make sure that your partner is saying yes mm-hmm. because there mm-hmm. has been cases where you know men are actually you know they they get raped right and a lot of people are like what men men get raped, raped? yeah, yeah. Get nobody raped? wants to believe that men nobody get raped nobody wants but to they believe do. that and if a woman comes clean and says like oh i got raped you know that takes a lot of courage in her right mm-hmm. and people pay attention right but i feel like when a man like it takes longer for men than women to admit they were raped exactly. and i found that and it, Yes, it's a low number, but it's a very important number because it's like there's men that that like never admit they were ever raped because they're afraid that they'll get called, you know, a wuss or something yeah. or, oh, you should be glad or something. But in actuality, like, I feel like boys, girls, we should treat both cases very importantly because and it's equally, important. Yeah. Equally, mm-hmm. yes. Because I feel like it's like a stigma for men. Like, they, like... Mm-hmm. Are seen like as emotionless, and I think yeah. that that barrier should be broken because you should like treat both sexes equally, treat mm-hmm. both cases equally because rape is rape, and if there's no consent, yeah, then exactly. that's horrible. It is mm-hmm. horrible. So, anybody wants to share a story? You know, 
we're here to listen and talk. So we, we actually have one. Oh, okay. <laughs> read it out loud. Um, yeah, I'll read it. This person wants to remain anonymous, like everyone that we read on this um, show so far. But this says, my mom told me I was no longer a virgin after using a tampon. <laughs> I've, I've definitely heard that one before, especially yeah. like yeah. like I mentioned Same. when I was I when I was sorry when I was getting older and when I was going through those like body <laughs> changes like everybody else, and I had asked my mom about like like what things I could use mm-hmm. on my period. Like of course the the option is is pads. She said no tampons. Exactly. Absolutely she was not. like she's like like she told me in Spanish. She's she was just like no, like, don't use tampons, because as soon as you use a tampon, you're not a virgin anymore. And I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. I was like, how does making me, how does, like, one use a tampon and then suddenly they're not a virgin? You see, I'm the type of person that listens to my mom, and when my mom says something, I believe her automatically. <laughs> and when my mom said that, I believed her. I truly did believe her, because I was like, my mom knows best. You know, my mom... You know, she's a woman, too. We have, like, this close relationship. But then when we did swimming freshman year, um, we were like, what happens if we have our oh, our periods, right? And then this girl, she was like, oh, I can't use tampons because I heard, like, if you use a tampon, like, you, you, you lose virginity. virginity. And then <laughs> it was always that or, like, the fear thing, like, oh, it'll yeah. get stuck inside oh, yeah. of you. Yes, yeah, that'll get that stuck too. inside of you and, like, it'll travel yeah. down. Oh, my That's God. That's scary. I mean, ridiculous. But... Our PE leaders, like, they were very understanding. They were like, no, 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 you see. And they explained to us, PE leaders, not the actual teacher, (laughs) like, told us. And it was like, I was like, oh, dang, you know. (laughs) But, yeah, I feel like it's definitely something. I mean, I personally don't use tampons because I'm scared. (laughs) But if it ever comes down to that, like, I want to be sure I'm informed about it, you know. Exactly, and actually, one thing that we could say with absolute certainty is things cannot get lost in your vagina. There is an end. Um, um, a tampon will not get lost in your vagina. You can say that. We could say that with Ooh. absolute certainty. I trust you. Yeah, but it's I'm got an end. It yeah, but the my cervix. my brain works differently because she's like. Right. Of course, everyone's fears are different. But factually, yeah. we could absolutely say. I remember I saw a <laughs> video about this girl, right? That used she used a suction cup. I think that's what mm-hmm. they're called. What are they called? The Diva cups. Yeah. Those, right? And she used one, right? And it got like she couldn't pull it out, right? Because she was like scared, right? She was like, oh my god, oh my god. And then she thought she was like the only person this has ever happened to. And then she's like, no, but I found discussion boards. I found yeah. like. You know, I found all of this information. Yeah. It was like, this happens a lot to women. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just, like, feel like that's awesome how there's, like, a platform for women to, like, go to each other and, like, really, like, say, like, oh, like, you know, ask each other questions because who knows best than your own, you know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what's such a positive um, outcome of our campaign, My Body, My Story, because mm-hmm. our real thing, like the cards that we've been reading, is share your story and know that, like, in some cases, like, you're not alone. Like, there are people out here, if you see someone's story online and you realize, oh, wait, that's that's me. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not the only one. And mm-hmm. you're really not, because everyone's different, but we go through some really similar experiences. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, it's really important to get your story out there if you're comfortable with it, because then other people will see it, and they'll 
be more yeah. comfortable in their own skin. And I love it how you guys are building, like, you know, building kind of, of a relationship and kind of building, like, some type of platform for, like, you know, not only women but also men, right, that yeah, could come. It's, you know open you know right. for everybody to just come in and just like you know tell their story tell what they've gone through and really find and even find someone who's gone through the same thing and let them know that they're not alone that there's more people that someone they could talk to you know and i find that amazing yeah give it up for them you guys come <laughs> on <laughs> you have so, another card oh, so you guys have another yeah. card so um so this one says a little like mixed but says i used birth control for periods for a while and when i tried explaining it to my friends they had negative thoughts of it it was always bad connotations they had always bad connotations on birth control i'm sorry it kind of ruined it a little weird <laughs> but um yeah that was from someone who's anonymous mm -hmm. um and yeah that happens you know again sorry like I said, like w like we were talking about earlier, birth control is not just for people that are sexually active. There are so yeah. many different things that people use birth control for, mm -hmm. you know, some being to regulate their periods and mm -hmm. others, you know, for acne. So yeah. it's just, <clears throat> it's just kind of about, you know, you don't have, you're, you shouldn't have to do the work. You know, you shouldn't have to be educating people, mm -hmm. you know, cause that's just your time. But yeah. if you, you know, if they ask questions then and you know the answer, you know, that's really great. Yeah. But, um, mm -hmm. like, I had people, <laughs> I have friends like this, too. So, you know, I relate to it, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, what we're trying to do with our campaign. Yeah. You know, if we relate to stories that, you know, are shared with us, mm -hmm. then we are, we're able to share them. And more people can be look back at it and be like, wow, like, this happens to so many other people. Exactly. And, yeah, I had people that thought, you know, of negative things about this person that went on birth control for her period, and they were like, oh, you're sexually active? Like, oh, so you have sex all the time, and now you could just, you know... I could definitely relate to that, right. because, you know, I'm a girl, I have irregular periods, and I actually thought about, you know, actually taking birth control, right? right? I was really looking into it, you know, really researching and mm -hmm. stuff, and then... Again, I was really scared to do it. Why? Because I'm scared of what my family might think, what right. they, what their yeah. views might, you know, what they would think over it, you know? Yeah. And that's something that, like, kind of scares me. It's, like, my my whole family, like, pro possibly, like, you know, shutting down on me because, you know, I want to regulate my period. Yeah. Not because mm -hmm. I want to be sexually yeah. active, but, like, because right, exactly. I want to regulate my period, you know? And, you know, acne, that's a plus side, too. <laughs> so. And that's really, that really is unfair to you I think mm -hmm. and and that's that's one thing in our in our Instagram bio that's a little plug follow us <laughs> my story um, but in our Instagram bio right um, one of our one of our things says smash stigmas and that's a really important aspect of this campaign for mm -hmm. us because this card says that there were always negative connotations mm -hmm. with birth control mm -hmm. and that's something that I mean we can relate it back to our talking with family segment that we've already mm -hmm. touched on but just like with tons of people people your own age even your friends mm -hmm. this stuff can have really a negative connotation about you know girls being sluts if they're having sex and if you're on birth control it means you're having sex mm -hmm. and like all of this stuff can <laughs> all of this stuff mm -hmm. can have a really negative connotation and getting your story out there or seeing other people's story um through our campaign or others like it 
um, is really a way for people to acknowledge that this is something that everyone's going through and we're all in this together. So having the negative connotations, just get over it. Like exactly. it's a positive thing yeah. and sex can exactly. be a positive thing too. So really just acknowledging <laughs> that. Yeah, I really like this campaign because it like it normalizes like these exactly. situations. Yeah. It makes it more relevant. It opens a conversation, yeah. right? A conversation yeah. that's been in ignored, basically. Yeah. It has yeah, been ignored. I feel like when like sex comes up, like people feel very uncomfortable. Right. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really want to talk about this, but where else are we gonna talk about right. it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that quote that says, "Read what you want to write and write what you want to read." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. So exactly, <laughs> do what you want to be done. Exactly, and quote like, me on that. <laughs> <laughs> and and like with the whole thing with uh with talking about like like birth control and everything and taking birth control, um, I feel like like it always felt like a bad thing to my mom specifically mm-hmm. or just to any of my family specifically because she would always say like if you take birth control you're not going to be able to have like kids like like and there's oh. always that thing too uh, with like oh yeah like, all, <laughs> like you won't be able to have kids in the future I mean, in the future <laughs> You can still have kids. Yes, we can exactly. still have Taking Even I know that. now does not impact your ability to have children later exactly. in life. And in fact, with most long-term methods, almost as soon as you go off of them or stop using them correctly, you can get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is something that you hear a lot, a lot, is especially with um, IUDs, which are actually go into your um, uterus. People mm-hmm. can yeah. have that... Um, that stigma around it too right. like you can't have kids later in life but it's birth control is there to help you and to help you live a better life um, so that you can control your body now and then once you go off of it you absolutely have can make the decision to become pregnant and exactly. that's definitely mm-hmm. and then just to add on a little bit more about the birth control my mom just constantly <laughs> scared me with whatever I did and like even like I, like I said before talking about sex big no-no for her talking about birth control another big no-no because she constantly told me like like I never took birth control when I was younger like like we don't we didn't do that in, in my house I never had sex I never took birth control and it's like like I it was hard for me different to relate times, to her different yeah. times. and times have changed it's not like mm-hmm. people are not having sex with each other definitely i remember when i was younger you know i was very curious i'm still young but like you know um you know i would always have like an open relationship with my mom so i would always come to her if i ever needed anything but it came to like a point where like when it came to like sex and all that she really preferred you know wait till marriage not to talk about you know but i feel like if you feel like you're ready and you have a partner that you love dearly and that you guys have like an, a great connection, then like, why not, you know? And it's like, you know, I love talking to my mom. I feel like my mom is like my absolute best friend in the entire world. And, but I feel like if I were ever to come to her with like sex or if I ever like, if Camila ever did it, then like she would freak out there'd be like panic at the house, Mm -hmm. right? And I feel like having like, you know, a platform like yourself, like your platform, right? Uh, My body, my story, and being able to like really connect with other people that have, you know, that have gone through the same things and that are possibly going through the same things and, and you're able to like build a conversation with them and, you know, share each other's experiences is like really dope. Cause 
it's great that it's here and y'all can use it. Right. And also, um, saying for for adults, um, saying things like wait till marriage is another whole nother story and but mm-hmm. the thing is, what if you do wait until marriage but then you and your partner still aren't ready to have kids like and you still should look into birth control like there are still so many extraneous circumstances that happen Mm -hmm. and so just putting your child into one box of this is what you're going to do this is who Mm -hmm. you're going to do it with Mm -hmm. is really not very productive to your life or theirs it's only gonna stress you out more when you find out mm-hmm. that they're having a, like sex with someone else. It's gonna stress them out, mm-hmm. and so it's just it's just not productive. It doesn't really help anyone mm-hmm. to not get this information. Out exactly, there. and like, like the just like I said, the topic about sex. It's always just bad because when you do like openly talk about you having sex with people, not even just having like a partner, just just having sex openly and freely as you want, people automatically assume, oh, they're a slut. They're a a man whore. They sleep around. They do whatever the hell they want. I feel like my body, my story, you know, my body, Exactly, and and people And people have that, that option to to have sex with who they please and everything yeah, and not and say a word exactly but people choose to say a word people choose to make it bragging rights and everything about yeah. how much bodies they have or whatever but i feel like that's so messed up because that's just losing the whole you know the intimate part mm-hmm. of exactly. sex right it's losing the trust which is another factor in sex it's exactly. just now it's just a and, thing, and, you know? and people who do it, they do it safely. That's right. that's why yeah, they do exactly. it. And, and it's not like they're going around not doing it safely mm-hmm. and catching all these diseases that people and give you the fear if about. And that is it's the like, case no. of them, you know, doing it and, you know, not using protection and going around. Mm-hmm. Then that's, that's their business, exactly. you know? We exactly. shouldn't stick our noses where it, they don't belong. Exactly. Yeah, and really respecting people's decisions, too. And the only thing that we as a campaign and us as young people and us as Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. can do mm-hmm. is give people the information and then they can do that what they want with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we yep. can tell you, here are your options, here's how you can get these and here's how you can access all of them. Um, if we arm them with that information, then it's up to them what they do in their mm-hmm. world. If mm-hmm. they want to go off and have mm-hmm. sex with whomever they want or however they please, mm-hmm. then that's up to them. But it's all that we can do to give them the information so that they can make an informed decision on their own. Amen mm-hmm. to that. <laughs> so let's read one last you know, card and then we'll come it a wrap okay so lego the last card is just like a simple sentence and it says i use tampon i use tampons and i love it it's just <laughs> a comment yeah <laughs> well whoever that is good for you that's amazing <laughs> she's over here like no i'm so scared <laughs> no you see you go girl you do it you do you okay so this concludes this whole amazing segment thank you so much for being here let's give it a a round of applause and make sure to check them out in what again my body my story ppil on instagram and facebook and youtube coming soon all right (laughs) thank you guys for listening and this is what's up pop-up youth radio hello we are your kali what's up Uh.
A beauty like the painting Mona Lisa Perfection's all I'm thinking when I see her She is on my mind, I know I need her In fact, I'm feeling free the time I meet her I'm losing myself In your eyes like stained glass Every color seems to shine Um, welcome back. Okay, I didn't hear my voice for a second. Um, well, first of all, Sydney, you're a trooper because you've been here for like the whole two hours. Yeah, it's okay. Are you tired? No, not really. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next, we're going to be talking about advice. So tell us a little bit about what you're going to be talking about. Um, I mean, just general like advice on birth control, sexual health, um, really just some stuff that we have that we can share with everybody um, if they're looking to get any help in the future. So we have a few resources that we're going to share as well. Actually, like, um, at the end of the second or the last um, segment, that last card really piqued my interest because I feel like there's a lot of, like, controversy about tampons that, like, Mm -hmm. shouldn't even be controversial. Really? Because I know that, like, there used to be, like, this, like, crazy myth that like people can lose their virginity like once they use a tampon and like that's like a lot like I know that that was like a common issue with like maybe parents and their young daughters that wanted to start using tampons and honestly that's kind of ridiculous and just like about what I said before the last time I was on here um I feel like it's all about people's um situations like what's most comfortable for people yeah for sure. I think a lot of the times our parents have a lot of ideas about birth control and just things that we should be using with our bodies, but ultimately the decision is up to us. Yeah. Um, and it's our body, it's our choice on what we want to do and what we want to use. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. So you guys had advice to give us? Yeah, there are a lot of resources that you can use to get birth control facts or just information. Um, the internet is really helpful. There's websites like Planned Parenthood and Bedsider that mm-hmm. just gives so much information. Also, our website, My Body, My Story, mm-hmm. it has birth control information about what methods you can use, which ones are set it and forget it methods, which are methods that you have to take every day and things like that. Yeah, and there's just some like general things, like, um, like if you wanna be on birth control, then you have that choice to be, and it should be, yeah. you know, nobody should stop you from making that mm-hmm. choice. Yeah. Um, you have, you know, ownership over your own body, and, you know, if somebody's stopping you, then, you know, you might need to, you know, go to Planned Parenthood directly and be like, I want to be on birth control, like, you know, somebody, like, this person is ch- trying to tell me not to, mm-hmm. you know, seek help in that way, but ultimately it's really your decision so you shouldn't let other people's you know opinions stop you i mean yes people will be affected like you might take that into consideration like i did um when i was trying to choose a birth control and i'm still kind of in that process of choosing a birth control that's right for me so like i do want to hear opinions like oh what did you think about this birth control but i don't want to hear your opinions like you shouldn't go on birth control you know because that's not really up to you it's up to me ultimately um a question so how would you um if someone were to ask you like what would be the appropriate way to like bring up to your parent that's like that you're considering this i mean if you feel safe enough to go to your parents then Mm -hmm. yeah sure you can go to them be like well ultimately you want to be like okay you can't you shouldn't 
feel judged by your parents and a lot of people have that fear that when they yeah. go to their parents they're going to feel judged their parents are going to be like no um and that's what hinders a lot of people from going to talk to their mom or their dad so mm-hmm. when you do i mean it really it depends on whether or not you think that they like it'll be a a safe thing for you to go talk to them about because I know some parents would be like no absolutely not like no I'm never gonna let you go to Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. ever but you know you do if you're older than 12 then you have that option you have that choice to go by yourself and you don't need their permission mm-hmm. but if you just want their opinion on it then sure yeah. you can go ask them but ultimately they don't you don't need their permission mm-hmm. yeah and there are also a lot of methods that you can use that are discreet and that Definitely. you don't have to have your parents know that you're mm-hmm. taking if you're mm-hmm. not comfortable talking with them about it mm-hmm. and what are some of those other methods um, uh, you can get an IUD, which you can get an IUD, which lasts for up to 12 years, a non-hormonal one, um, and that goes inside the uterus, so your parents would just never know because it's inside your own body. Yeah. You could also get a birth control shot, which you would just have to get every three months at a Planned Parenthood. Um, you could get an implant, which is inserted in your arm. There are a lot of discrete methods mm-hmm. and ways that you can keep that confidential. Yeah, mm-hmm. and at a low cost too, especially yeah. because. Um, especially if you're like low income or you don't have an income, then you're protected under Title X, mm-hmm. which means that you can get birth control for free, or you can get birth control. Um, you like, you can go to a doctor at Planned Parenthood for free. Um, you know, STI, STI testing and everything. You know, depending on your income, they really look at your own independent income. And yeah. maybe if you have insurance, if you want to use it, if you feel safe to use it, mm-hmm. then you can. But ultimately, for a lot of people, especially when I went the other day to go. When I went for my appointment at uh, Planned Parenthood, I didn't have to pay for anything. And I'm like, yeah, awesome, because I really needed, you know, mm-hmm. just a checkup, you know, and it doesn't have to be like I need information strictly about birth control. You really can go with anything that concerns you and your body. Yeah. Do you have any other advice? Um, just about healthy relationships. We do mm-hmm. have some advice or some resources that you can call and websites that you can go on just for healthy relationships. Um, you can call 1-800-656-4673, um, which is a hotline for rape, abuse, and incest, which is a rape, abuse, incest national network hotline that you can call, and also rape victims advocates. You can also go online just for information about healthy relationships and consent within those relationships. Mm-hmm. And we have like a few, um, some advice from others that we have here. So one one of them which that you shouldn't feel afraid to ask questions. So we've pro- we've talked about this yeah, earlier yeah. again. Like oh, it's your body, you deserve to know how you can take care of your sexual health. So really just being armed with the information about your body and your decisions is really important. Um, knowing that you have choices and you have um, you know what you do with your body is your, you know, your overall decision, your freedom to do what you like. So just knowing that you if you want to get birth control if you want to have sex it's really it's not up to anybody else and it shouldn't be determined by every anybody else it should really just come down to how you, what you're comfortable with in the end um, I would going with that like advice I think it's like strongly like important because mm-hmm. like, how, do, how do you say it? like it kind of ties in with everything and like I like your like your your campaign because it actually like normalizes stuff mm-hmm. and like normalizes stuff that's like should be relevant and it should be like easy to talk about because mm-hmm. it's like going to happen you know mm-hmm. yeah definitely um could you tell us a little bit more about like the websites for unhealthy relationships yeah so 
Also, Planned Parenthood, you can always go on Planned Parenthood or go into a Planned Parenthood mm -hmm. just to talk to someone about what a healthy relationship looks like and just knowing that love is respect and love is understanding your partner and what they want and their mm -hmm. needs and their sexual desires and things like that and respecting those. Um, so you can always go to Planned Parenthood or go into one and mm -hmm. talk to someone. Yeah. And um, I think that this is like so important to say and just like stress on because I feel like a lot of people like when they hear Planned Parenthood, like the first thing they think of is like abortion. Definitely. When like really it's like so much more than that. Instead of just like being titled as like an abortion clinic, it should be like a health care mm -hmm. clinic because that's like what it is really. Yeah. yeah. Abortion is only one of the services that we mm -hmm. offer. We offer so many different services for so many different people. and. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 3% of the services that we offer at Planned Parenthood. It's really just, there's so much that Planned Parenthood offers that people don't talk about because they only want to really focus on abortion, you know? And, yeah. you know, they, people didn't even know that we had uh, programs that go into schools to teach about sexual health. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many things that Planned Parenthood offers yeah. that people don't really like talking about. Um, and they just like kind of hiding it under a, a carpet and just yeah. talking about everything, you know, abortion and all that. But really, we there's so much that people can go to Planned Parenthood for, just for overall support, overall, you know, um, help helping you make decisions, mm -hmm. you know, just like informing you about you know what you what you can do. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like so great. Yeah. So um, just to recap, I know in the 30 minutes, in the first 30 minutes, I wasn't here. So what was that about? Oh, we were talking about like sexual education and our mm -hmm. experiences yeah. in schools, which have not always been so great. Yeah. Um, because teachers don't really like if they feel uncomfortable with certain things, then the, they won't talk about it, which is really unfair for their students that have so many questions about mm -hmm. so many things relating to sexual health. Um, so yeah, that was like the first part we were just talking about that. Melissa, do you want to talk about um, the second else? part? Yeah, we were we focused more on the discussion. Yeah, we mm -hmm. focused on the sex ed, and then we started transitioning through like with our parents and with our family, and mm -hmm. how like there's this taboo that is happening or like happens that a lot of these like how do you say youths are afraid to have like the confidence to ask their parent like or like to educate themselves on like sexual education and how like how these parents like don't really want to talk about it and like. Like spreading awareness more on this issue, like this, the topic should be talked about because it, like, how do you mm -hmm. say, it further prevents stuff that is like going to happen, and also like for future on, like if you're, if you, if your parent has like the confidentiality to like talk to you, then that same youth is going to talk to his kids like that, and like, mm -hmm. so it creates like, how do you say it, like an unbreakable chain, you could kind of say, mm -hmm. totally. yeah. Uh, and then in the third part, we were just listening to stories from people and sharing some stories that we've been conducting throughout the whole session today. Yep. Can you tell me some of those stories? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really should have been I don't here. Have, I don't have the cards, um, but people were sharing their experiences with sexual health. Um, yeah. Someone was talking again, like I, you said, the, someone was talking about tampons, um, and another one I can share some here. Um, Another one was when a person was going on birth control for periods and their friends had um, negative connotations about birth control yeah. and, you know, um, they did it. It was hard for them to explain to them why they mm -hmm. were using birth control and it wasn't just, you know, for, uh, because they were sexually active. Other people, it, like again, like somebody t somebody's mother told them that 
they were no longer a virgin after using a tampon. So <laughs> there you go, myth right there that we kind of busted today. Yeah. Um, another Definitely. one was talking about consent and what and how to voice consent. Mm-hmm. Um, here are a few more. And oh, another was talking about sex ed and including the values of um, a person's self and you know if we should talk about self-image in sex ed, which yeah. I believe that we really yeah, should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, yeah, there was a lot of really yeah. great stories shared today. Um, um, again, I just want to like thank everyone that like participated and came up yeah. and talked a little bit, or even just like wrote down, like even mm-hmm. if it was anonymous, like just like thank you so much because right. that made the show. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage yeah. to kind of just come yeah, up definitely. front, and even if you're anonymous, still mm-hmm. being able to reflect upon your experiences and writing them down yeah. takes a lot of courage, especially if it was a bad one. Um, and sharing that with people is really really yeah. brave um so do you guys have any last thoughts about this show yeah i think the main thing one thing that we talked about a lot is just asking questions and it's totally okay to ask questions it's totally normal to have questions and if you can't talk, talk to your parents about that find those resources yeah go online go follow us on instagram and dm mm-hmm. us and we'll always answer there mm-hmm. answer questions that you have yeah natalie do you have any um yeah i think that like the oh sorry um I think that, you know, it's really important to educate yourself and reach out to, like, older people and other people in your life who may have more experience or more knowledge. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So um, a few things that I would say, sorry, um, would be just realizing that, you know, there are so many stigmas out there. There are so many stereotypes out there that are that might just try to pull you one way and try to cloud you know the truth from you yeah um and it's more like shillin was saying it's about reaching out and getting that information the true information for yourself so that you Mm -hmm. can make better decisions about your life and your body um and you know even if your school sex ed wasn't the best like mine was um just it's about community um a bit and just kind of finding the people that will help you get to the information that you really need to make the best decisions yeah um i think that like some of my takeaway points at least also for the audience is just that everyone is just like different everyone's Mm -hmm. situation is different so like you can't treat like any two people the same Mm -hmm. because you have to treat every situation differently every like everybody's story is really unique and we you know, we can see that through the stories that we've collected today. Like, everybody's experiences themselves are unique, but they can be similar to mm-hmm. what you've gone through. And that's really, that's great that we'll, we're able to do that because we're able to reflect upon, you know, the different experiences that others have had and, like, how it, it's similar to what we've gone through. Yeah. And also, I feel like if you are not getting what you, the treatment of, or the knowledge about sex that you think that you should be getting, like go out and like find it for yourself mm-hmm. because it's so much better to go somewhere else than to just like not know yeah, yeah definitely it's yeah. better to reach out than just to mm-hmm. not have it at all Melissa do you have any last thoughts? well I definitely learned a lot today about like different topics different situations even like also thank you f- for the audience sharing this like it makes myself like become more open minded and think this is a good campaign because it like better informs the people yeah yeah 
Well, um, just like thank you. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for everyone that's still here. Again, this is Pop-Up Youth Radio, and this show is Healing the Hood, and we just teamed up with My Body, My Story. We're at Yolo Kali Summer Exhibition. You want to say your names? Yeah, I'm Sydney. I'm Shalyn. I'm Natalie. I'm Natalie. Um, I'm Melissa. I'm Zipporah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you're listening and enjoying our amazing outstanding terrific wonderful inspiring delightful funny breathtaking amazing astonishing highly amazing (gasps) production if not you should listen to our radio show what's up again in the meantime we'll be working on the next one here in lumpkin radio so stay tuned to our next amazing outstanding terrific wonderful inspiring delightful funny breathtaking astonishing highly amazing broadcast i hope that you are informed about the awesome parts of life that you will have a splendid day don't forget to listen to us on soundcloud at yolokali on social media like facebook instagram twitter or tumblr at yolokali or visit at yolokaliartsreach.org for more. We are the robots. We are the robots.